0: year, 2006? This would be our eighth year. Is that right? Eight years? Nine years. This is our ninth outreach to the Puerto Rican Fest, faithfully, year after year. we to get up for that, for just faithfulness, longevity. And this is kicking off a whole summer season of Chicago for Jesus Outreaches. So every Saturday, you see the flyer on Facebook. Check us out. Check out the page. Chicago for Jesus. There's just an outreach. every Any given Saturday, there's something to do for the Lord. Amen? Um, today, what we're going to do is we're going to worship the Lord. Amen? just going to have a good old-fashioned service. We're going to cry out to the Lord. We're going to pour out our hearts to Jesus. And our brother Rudy, who's one of our deacons, is a man of God and excellence. He's going to give the word and he's going to train us and inspire us to reach the lost. Amen? We're going to try to wrap it up around 12 o'clock. Get us out there at 1230. We're going to have it on-the-go lunch. We're going to serve you guys when you get out there, and then we're going to find our spots to go and witness. We're going to be at the park till about 5 o'clock, but I want to let you know that Deanna, where's Pastor Deanna, is heading up an after-partay, and so she's going to be there till about 8 o'clock. So if you just want to go radical all out, give your whole day to Jesus. You may with Pastor Deanna stay after 5. Amen. Let's just uh, bow our heads in prayer. Let's all stand as we do so. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just pray that you would change us, that you would move in us and through us, that you would bring revival out there. But before you bring it out there, you bring revival in here and in our hearts and spark a fire and a burden and a passion for your glory and for lost souls for whom Jesus died. Lord, be with us and bring your presence in this time of worship and speak to your people as we call on you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen.
1: Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise, amen. Come on. I hope you guys had your, your morning breakfast. I hope you guys are wide and awake, because we're going to go out there and preach the gospel, amen. There's nothing like a rush, like a just sharing the gospel with somebody and someone saying, man, I want Jesus. I mean, it doesn't compare to, like, the biggest roller coaster. They got that new roller coaster, the Goliath at Six Flags. It doesn't compare. So in this time right now, as we worship, I want you guys to just right now prepare your hearts and your mind. Like, I am sold out to Jesus. I'm not sold out to the world. I don't want to fit in. i you know, on the streets of North Carolina. I don't want to fit in. I want to stand out for Jesus. Amen. And even in our times of worship. So I want us to get all the practicing that we need here. We're going to sing some songs that we're going to be singing out there. Okay, so I want you guys to be nice and loud. Amen. Just get it working up. Go ahead and stretch. Come on, look to your neighbor. Whoa, look to your neighbor. Come on and stretch and say good morning. Come on, y'all ready? Good Let me see. Say, Lord, you are good and your mercy endure forever. Sing, Lord, you are. Lord, you are good and your mercy endure forever. Lord, you are. Lord, you are good and your mercy endure forever. We'll sing it out and say, Lord, you are good and your mercy endure forever. O people from every nation, from every nation, from generation to generation, we worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you. For who you are, you are, you are, we worship you. Lift your voice. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we worship you. Who you are, Lord, you are. Say, Lord, you are good. Your mercy Let me hear you out. Do it forever, Lord, you are. Lord, you are good. And your mercy, and do it forever. Let's sing, Lord, you are good.
2: Lord, you are good. And
1: your mercy, and do it forever. Lord, you are, you are good at your Lord, mercy, it forever. forever. People from every nation, people from every nation, it's from generation, generation, to generation to generation. We worship you. come lift your hands in the air today It's too our good oh yeah hey. we serve a mighty god we serve a great big god oh there's no one that's too far there's no one that's too far lord you break chains lord. you break chains you bring healing lord you bring healing to everybody every heart Every mind, every relationship, oh, is so like you, Lord. Come on and lift your voice and tell them it's so like you, Jesus. Oh, use us, Lord, use us today. The enemy's been defeated, and death couldn't hold you down. We're going to lift our voice in victory. Cool, let's proclaim it, church. Every voice. The enemy's been. The enemy's been defeated. And Death couldn't hold you down. We're going to lift our voice in victory. We're going to make our praises loud. The enemy's been defeated. Death couldn't hold you down. All over Humble Park right now, all over this city. Come on. The enemy's been defeated. Death couldn't hold you down. We're going to lift our voice in victory. We're going to make our praise loud. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Shout out to God with the voice of praise. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. We you lift your neighbor, We you lift your neighbor. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Shout out to God with the voice of praise. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Come on, every voice. Let's sing the enemy's bent. The enemy has been defeated. And death, come on, we say this prophetically today. We're gonna lift lift up, come on in every conversation Come on in every encounter that we have have on the street The enemy's been, the enemy has been defeated defeated. Come on, we declare! Death Death couldn't hold you down down. We're gonna lift our voice We're gonna make our praises loud Shout out to God with the voice of triumph Shout out to God with the voice of praise Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. We lift Your name up. We lift Your name up. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Shout out to God with the voice of praise. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. We lift Your name up. We lift Your name up. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Shout out to God with the voice of praise. We shout to him. Trying. We lift your name up. 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 Your name. All for the name, all for the name. No sweeter name than Jesus. Come on, we lift your name up. Oh, we lift your name up. Come on, church, let's begin to pray for people. Just begin to pray, come on and say, God, give me boldness today. God, give me boldness, God. God, Holy Spirit, Lord, give me Holy Ghost encounters with friends that I haven't seen in a long time. God, with people that I've witnessed to last year, God. God, if I pray for conviction, come on, we pray for conviction, Lord. God, we pray for repentance, God, in Jesus' name. Come on, we pray for the lost. We pray for the lost. In Jesus' mighty name, use us. Oh, oh. Use us. Use us, so oh God. Go before us right now, Holy Spirit. Come before us. Come before us, God. Mighty living God, come before us, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. We don't put you in a box. We don't put you in a box. God, you're great and mighty. Come on. Just begin to get your expectancy up there. Come on. I don't know if maybe you're just thinking you're gonna blast out flyers. Or maybe you're just gonna this gonna be like last year. Come on, let's come expecting. Come on, Jesus. God, we pray for the sick to be healed in Jesus' name. Come on, we pray for those who are demonized. Come on, those who are demon-possessed to be set free in the name of Jesus. Those who are struggling with addictions, God, be broken off in Jesus' name. Come on, begin to lift your voice as you pray, as you pray. Let's raise our expectancy for what our God can do. This is what our God can do. Come on, if he can split the Red Sea. Come on, if he can lead his people from Egypt Egypt. Come on, if he can provide in the wilderness, come on, if he can raise from the dead, come on. So on. Hey. we get excited music dance. So talababa sinkalabaso, that's your power flow. Come on, would you place your hand over your heart right now? And just say, Holy Spirit, flow. Come on, Holy Spirit, flow. Flow through me, God. May I be used by you to reach the lost. Come on, say, flow. And let him fill you up. Let him fill you up. Oh, God, it's your desire that all will come to know you. your desire, God, that all will come to you, it's your desire, your desire is my desire, oh, and everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing, let mercy fall on me, and everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior, the hope of nation. Sing Savior, His Savior, He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to say, He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave, conquered the grave. So take me as you find me, and all my fears and failure my life again. I give my life to follow everything. shine your light and let the whole world see we sing it for your glory of the risen king jesus shine your light and let the whole world Sing it
0: out. My God is mighty to say, He is mighty to say forever.
1: Rose and God hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 We we'll shine a light. Let, Let the whole world see. Shine on the city, Lord Jesus. We we'll sing it for the glory of the risen. Shine king. on the city, Lord Jesus. Jesus Lord, 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 shine a light. It. Let the whole world see. We we'll sing it for, for the, the glory. I
0: want us all, in this attitude of worship, I want you to find your seat. I want to ask you some questions today to reflect on. I have three words for you. I have three words for you this morning. Get it in your heart as we prepare, not just for a day of outreach, but for a lifestyle of outreach my question to you three simple words do you believe a do you believe that chicago needs jesus do you believe that the murder capital needs jesus do you believe that the windy city so named for the corrupt windbags in city hall needs jesus do you believe that boys town Needs Jesus. Do you believe that those young men that are killing each other on the south side need Jesus? And when we go out there that there's young ladies with the rainbow flags and they're lesbians because they didn't know what daddies love, do you believe that they need Jesus? Broken families need Jesus. Do you believe that? And do you believe that apart from faith in Jesus Christ, people will perish forever in hell? You believe it. Jesus is not just the difference between an okay life and a slightly better life. People will die, who die apart from Christ. They will die in their sins. God will hold them accountable for every one of their sins. They will be deemed guilty in the courtroom of God, and they will be uh, have an eternal sentence. And Jesus is the only one who can save them from that because he paid for their sins. He paid for it all at the cross. And I want to finally ask you, do you believe that Jesus really has power to save and heal and deliver even here, even now? Just take a moment between you and the Lord. Ask yourself, ponder before the Lord. Do I believe that Chicago needs Jesus, or does it just need another program? Does it just need Jesse Jackson to come in and you know give a speech? Or does it need a Holy Ghost revival where men and women have an encounter with a living Savior? And if your belief is off in there, you need to ask God, help me believe. Do you believe that your neighbors Multiplied millions will perish forever in the lake of fire, unless they put faith in this living Savior. And if your faith is off, say, Lord, help me believe. And do you have a hard time believing? You've maybe met some hard cases, some resistant people, and you've been discouraged. Anybody ever been discouraged? You walk away from an encounter and like, man. Or you just met somebody's life is so messed up, I don't know if Jesus can fix that, that situation. If you don't believe in a God of miracles, so Lord, help me believe. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We just pray for a heart of faith. We just believe that faith makes the world go round. and we believe that faith moves your heart. And, it, and, and faith brings us close to you. And faith activates the supernatural power of God in our lives and the lives of those we encounter. So, Lord, we just cast aside our doubt, our discouragements, our distractions, and everything that's gotten in the way. So we, we, we just come to you in Jesus' name. We humbly ask for faith. We ask for great faith. Not just for today, but for our lives. I could have just Pastor Deanna, if you could just pray what's in your heart regarding faith in God.
2: Hallelujah, God. I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, Lord God. God, when we're not compromised in our faith, Lord God, we don't see compromise on the streets, God. We see fullness of your, of your life, oh God, given to others, God. When we're not stumbling in ourselves, Lord God, we see victory in others' lives, oh God. I pray for the victory in our life, for the power in our life, Lord God, for no compromise of faith in our life, oh God. We have died to ourselves, oh God, and we offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Sacrifices, sacrifices that you accept, God, that you accept God so willingly, not because of who we are, but because of your grace, God. I pray, Lord God, for faith in your grace, oh God. I thank you for what you've done in my life, Lord God. I pray that we would have just gratitude right now. We're not going out, Lord God, to to earn something, Lord God. We're going out because of gratitude, God. We're going out because of your grace, oh God. Because we know that you are the truth, Lord God. You are the way. You are the life, oh God. Lord Jesus, I pray for boldness, oh God. You did not give us a spirit of timidity, God. You gave us a sound mind, oh God. And you're gonna meet people today, oh God. You're gonna use every single one of us, God, to touch someone else's life, oh God. I just bind up discouragement in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every lie from the devil in the name of Jesus. It starts here in the church. We gotta rebuke it here first. We rebuke every lie, every discouragement. We rebuke every fear of man. Every lying tongue, we rebuke it, God. We know that we are your freed ones. We are your chosen ones, oh, God. We are the bride of Christ, oh, God. We are your your ones, God, that you've sent, God. We are your anointed ones, God. Jesus lives inside of us. God, I thank you, Lord. God, I pray that we would not waver, Lord God. All double-mindedness, I rebuke in the name of Jesus, God. Let's just all stay together, we, we went through this this sermon series, but let's say it all together. Everybody say, I am who God said I am, and I can do what God said I can do, and that includes, Jesus said, greater than these things, greater, greater, signs, wonders, miracles, seeing blind eyes open, captives free in Jesus' name
0: believe that Christ is in you and that Christ is the answer, can you just give it up for Jesus? Yeah. Brother Jose, if you could bring up this uh, podium here. I want to introduce, I, I introduced him somewhat, uh, Brother Rudy, could you come up please? This is a man on fire for Jesus. I stated at the outset, this is the kickoff to our Chicago for Jesus summer tour, amen? amen. And this man had the burning heart to, to help really spearhead that whole calendar. So, so it's a group page on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. You'll see all that information there. And he's going to be spearheading every outreach this summer. This man's soul is aglow with passion for God's glory and lost soul. So we just want to give it up for this man of God who got gloriously saved not more than a couple of years ago. And now he wants to see others gloriously saved, one of our Bible college students. So just give it up for our brother. Amen.
3: Well, glory to God. I'm really excited for, for Boricua Fest, for all the outreach we have in the summer because I'm, gonna, I'm expecting God to do some amazing things through all you guys, through all, your, through all the saints of this church. Uh, me, I really believe in, in street evangelism. I, was, I came to this church because me and my friends found a flyer on the ground. And little did whoever put that flyer on the ground, whether somebody gave it to somebody, they dropped it, whatever. Still found it on the ground. So that's how you know that whatever we do today, our labor is not in vain. Because whether we give a flight to somebody, we see them drop it, we're gonna believe that someone like a Rudy will come on and sit next to whatever. Because I was parked I was driving to my friend's house. That's where I found it. If I didn't park in that spot or if I parked down the street or whatever, I would not have found that flyer. So I really believe in street evangelism, whether we it's not The success is not based on if, if someone is on our knees to Christ crying out, yes, I need Jesus, but if we're obedient. Because somebody in Wicker Park that day was handing out tracts to people, and boom, I was one to the Lord by this church and everything that God did in it. But I'm going to be working through the gospel, so first open in Matthew 28. It's going to be awesome because I'm going to give a couple foundations that Christ gave to his church before he ascended into heaven and after he you know, died and rose again. Um, he gave four, four basic instructions, really easy instructions. And, and I see them all here in Metro, and all churches should be on this foundation. And like a good foundation, just have four sturdy corners. Um, uh, basically, these instructions are, are as follows. But instruction number one is to make disciples. As, as many of you know, Matthew 28 is to make disciples. But um, Jesus came to them and said, I hope everybody's there, by the way. But um, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. First, the authority is in Christ. Amen. We can't go out there with our own ambition or our own intention of, of, oh, look at me. I'm going to go ahead and do this. But we need to have the Holy Spirit with us. We need to know that Jesus is the one that's sending us out. We, We don't have no authority. We can't baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit without the authority that Jesus gave to us. Um, he, cause with his authority, we could, we could actually baptize, we could, we could preach the gospel with the Holy Spirit. And next thing, disciples, what's a disciple? You know, many know it's like a student, but it seems like Jesus wanted more than just a person to go, yes, master or, or anything, or, or just to learn from him. But he wanted committed disciples who would deny themselves and pick up the cross and follow him. That's what he wanted. He wanted true followers, not just someone who learned from him, but someone who would abandon their life and take up the cross of Christ and say, you know what? I will follow Jesus at any cost because I am, I'm his committed follower. It doesn't matter what happens because he has the authority. Whether you try to come against me, because we're going to be in Boricua Fest, Nobody's, a lot of people are not going to want to hear the word. But we have the authority in Christ Jesus, and disciples make disciples. Look, we go out there, there's going to be a lot of people, and, and this is personal testimony, witness. Like We go out, and there's going to be people that say, oh, I believe in Jesus, so I'm Christian, or you know, oh, I'm Lutheran, or I'm Protestant. But here's the thing. Jesus didn't say go and make Protestants of all nations or Christians. He said make disciples. So when it comes down to it, okay, you could then ask them: Are you a follower of Jesus? Are you his disciple? Are, do you, have you abandoned your life? Look at this verse right here. Uh, Matthew sixteen twenty-four. Jesus says to his disciples, "Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me." There we go. Base. Okay, you have a, you say you're Christian. That might just be a title. Protestant, that just may be a title. But are you a disciple? See, that makes a difference. This is the filter, okay? Protestant, Lutheran, Presbyterian, Catholic, whatever. Okay, here's the filter. The funnel is right here. Are you a disciple? Who cares what you want to call yourself? And so when we go, we're go, we telling them, hey, you need to be a disciple. I don't care what you want to call yourself. Because obviously Christian in this nation has been already uh, a deteriorating name. I'm Christian. Okay, well, if this guy's Christian, he's living his life, right? the next person is going going wild on a Saturday... Who's really Christian? Disciples don't act crazy like that on a Saturday. Amen? When uh, Jesus made disciples, he went to ordinary people. Peter, when he was fishing by the lake, you know, he just said, come follow him. Ordinary person. He abandoned his job. Same thing with Matthew, tax collector. Jesus invited him to follow him, and then Jesus was even eating with him. And they're like, okay, why are you eating with sinners? Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. All of us, I'm assuming, you know, we're all disciples. We're going out to make disciples. We're saying, you know, we're not, we're not going to go to the places where people think we are enclosed in a church. We're saying we're going to the people that need a doctor, the sick. We know that that Puerto Ricans and, and everybody else who goes to Humble Park need Jesus. That's why we're, we're all here saying in faith, I'm going to preach the gospel. Whether I see someone come to Christ today or not, I know my labor is not in vain. We're going to see something amazing happen. I'm I'm expecting? Who's expecting? she's expecting. <laughs> instruction number 2 found in Mark 16 to preach the gospel. This is a good instruction. So instruction number 1, make disciples, right? It's a good part of a church. Number 2, preach the gospel. Mark 16:15. He said to them, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned." And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands, and they will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. Another instruction by Jesus, preach the gospel. And what's the gospel? That salvation is a free gift. It's, It's by grace we're saved through faith in Jesus. And we're inviting people out there. Not to, not, to just, not to live right, but we're saying, hey, come to the Father. He's going to teach you how to live right. He's going to teach you that, you, that you, you have a purpose in life. We're, we're telling people that there's nothing you can do to work to get in heaven, but it's a free gift. Jesus gave a good instruction. Come on. Um, it's, um, look what Paul said in, in Corinthians 1 Corinthians 9.16. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast since I am compelled to preach. This is what makes it not a checklist. If you're, if you're coming here today unvoluntarily, as he says later on, if I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. Jesus trusts us with his church. This is why he gave us the keys to the kingdom and gave us these final instructions before he launched his church, before Pentecost came. Because he knows that we, we understand the grace of God. And why is it that all of us before, you know, I don't know, but before we came to Christ, I was an atheist. You know, I didn't really care if anybody believed in Jesus. But why is it that after I come to Jesus and many other here who came to Jesus after that, they want to preach the gospel like there's no tomorrow. They're like, hey, I found something in life that I know you need. You just need to discover it. Because we know. We, we, we just know that people need a doctor. People we're compelled to preach. It's not, you know, we can't boast in it like, okay, I'm doing this. Oh, Chicago for Jesus, okay. Evangelism, okay. No. We do it because out of our heart. We start singing songs and say, God, you died for them on the cross. And that, that brings our heart. It burns something inside. And then we're out there giving, le- leaving it on the streets, which is what we should do today. Paul said, woe to me if I did not preach the gospel. Well, loving your neighbor, that's awesome. Romans ten fourteen. L- look at verse 16 first. Because verse 16, it says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. That alone should say that, you know, it's all in our hands because we, we're the gospel holders. Jesus gave us instructions to preach the gospel, but how could someone believe if they're not, if they're not sent? This is why I want to bring up this verse right here. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? This is where we come in because we could tell them, hey, if you're looking for something in life, you're looking for a purpose. And by the way, everybody already feared the God of Israel. So here we are, 2014, 2,000 years later, we're saying the same thing they were. Look, I'm witnessing to who Jesus is. So they want something to believe in. We're going to give them something to believe in because they, 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 need, they need something more. They need, they need a healer. They need a redeemer. They need someone to trust in. And Jesus is entrusting us to give them this, this awesome message because Christianity already sounds better than any other religion. You know, Muslims thinking they might go to heaven based on their good works or all these other beliefs, but Christianity sounds the best anyway. Faith in Jesus Christ, it's by grace alone. It's, it's the most simple message. It sounds better, and people are willing to die for it more. Amen? Not just some crazy, you know, running into. Test. Okay. Running into building terrorists. It's, it's not about that. But look at also what, what authority we have. Because it says later on in, this, in, in Mark 16, 15, it says they, um, all these signs will accompany those who believe. This is what makes a difference because Buddhists, Buddhists can't really operate in the supernatural. They can try. They can meditate all they want, but they ain't going to get to the level. All, all a Christian has to do is understand that the authority is in Christ. And if I'm a believer, then these signs will accompany Drive out demons, speak in new tongues. That's before Pentecost, by the way. Pick up snakes with their hands, drink deadly poison, and not get hurt. Place hands on the sick and they will get well. Let's see a Buddhist do any of these. I don't think it's going to happen. So that's why we're Jesus to the world. Look, we go out to Humble Park. It's not just by, by, you know, like, oh, I know better than you or, or whatever. It's about these things. Can we speak in tongues on the streets? Can we drive out demons on the streets and, and do all these things and not get hurt? Look, we are... We're set by Jesus, and if he has the authority, then nothing's going to come against us. We have the authority. It's more exciting than, than Buddhism, actually. <laughs> Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. Amen. Instruction number three, be a witness. This is good because this, this gives the whole Bible. I like to t- say the whole Bible is, entirety in seven words, to so know Jesus and make him known. If you think about it, that's a whole Bible in seven words because all, all Old Testament scripture points to Jesus and our New Testament is making Jesus known. To know Jesus and make him known, that's to be a witness. But look in Luke twenty-four forty-five. if you have time to go there. I don't know. But you could turn there while I'm preaching because I'm going to be honest for a while. But Jesus, then, he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been enclosed with power from on high. So the disciples needed to know that this man who they spent these three years with was actually the Messiah spoken about in the Old Testament. The Old Testament has a lot of evidence of who Jesus is, you know, the spotless lamb and, and uh, you know, the sacrifice for our sins and all that. You know, in Isaiah, there's so much in Isaiah, some juicy stuff in Isaiah that, talk, that talks about Jesus' life. Um, so they needed to know that this Jesus who they read about in, or heard about in the Old Testament was the same one that rose from the dead. I mean, he came back to them with holes in his hands after he died. Come on. You know they had they had to know and and it was evident enough, so they had to be witnesses of what they heard about Jesus and that he came back from the dead. That means, oh, that prophecy was true. Okay, so in my experience, I spent these three years with Jesus and I seen these miracles happen. I seen signs and wonders, some stuff that doesn't happen, you know, just just by the Pharisees. Pharisees can't perform these things. But um, looking Isaiah fifty three fifty three six. This is just one of the one of the things of evidence about Jesus. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us turned our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord laid on him. It's talking about Jesus in the old testament. This is way before Jesus' time. But so the disciples had to know how to be a witness. And same with us. We need to give somebody an answer and and be a witness of Christ. Like, okay, well, I I this happened in my life. I experienced it. Because many of us could say I experienced the presence of God when I first you know, came to church or whatever, when I was younger or whatever. And then we read about it later in the Old Testament. I like First like Peter 2.9, I think. I think yeah, First 1 Peter 1, eight actually. This is, my, this is my favorite verse because when I stumbled upon this verse, this already happened to me in the spiritual. And then I read it in the Bible later. And that's usually how God speaks to me. You know, God speaks to us in different ways. I don't know. But he speaks to me through his word. But First Peter 1.8 says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. And it's not just me because one of my friends, he, he was texting me the middle of the night as, as he was reading the Bible and, and listening to sermons. He was texting me, you know, I, I can't explain this feeling, you know. He wasn't a Christian, but I was talking about Jesus. He was watching Metro Praise online, like, you know, in a, in a live feed. He was texting me like in the middle of the night, like, you know, I can't explain this feeling. I feel joyful, all this stuff. And then I gave him this verse because it's the same thing I stumbled upon. I experienced Jesus, I read in the word, and boom, there's going to be people that, that are not going to believe in Jesus because of something that happened in life, like oh, they, to, like, with ministers in their life or people they've seen hypocrites or whatever, but that's not who Jesus is. And most of us know that's not who Jesus is, but we, we, we could give them an answer, hey, Jesus is this because I experienced this. Jesus is real because I allowed him to come in by saying, Lord, show me if you're real. When I was atheist, I was like, show me if you're real. In the spiritual, I was just sitting there in the Wicker Park campus. I was like, God, if you're real, just show me. And, you know, the sermon series was Who is Jesus? So <laughs> that kind of worked out for me in my favor. But um, praise God that Pastor Joe could hear from the Holy Spirit. But this is, people are, uh, they're going to want to know. So our witness of what we experience, of what we, who we know Jesus is, that's what the world is waiting for. Acts 2.17, I love this. In the last day, this is Peter preaching after Pentecost of, of, of what he experienced. In the last day, God says, I will pour my spirit on on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Because people are like, okay, these guys are drunk at night in the morning. No. This is what the scripture says. that we're going to do all these things. We're going we're gonna to see visions, dream dreams, speak in tongues, whatever. And it says, be clothed with, uh, with power from on high in, in uh, verse 49 of Luke 24 God desires to have the power of the Holy Spirit, which is why he he gave it to us in in, in all these things uh, all these four accounts of the four of the four gospels it's, it's, it's followed by by him telling us that we're going to get a, a promise from the Father the Holy Spirit and this is this is exactly what we need. this is one of the things which is the, which is the next point, but we need the Holy Spirit. If not, we're just going off our own intellect and our own ideas, and and really, when Peter wanted to go off his own ideas, he got rebuked, and Jesus told him to get behind him. So we we need we need to be on Jesus' agenda, and be his disciple. We need to we need to understand his understand that his his will for the world may not be our will. Oh, you know, I just want to do this, I want to do this, but what is God speaking to us? And I know based on these four. Four accounts of the Gospels. When Jesus gave these four instructions, they're all active. They're not staying in a four-walled church, you know, enclosed. See, I see the church as this, like, barracks. Like, if you're going into battle, like a barracks training ground, like the military. We get our training here, you know, whatever it may be. We, we hear the word. We get prayed up. We get encouraged. We get fired up. And then on the streets, is like, that's where it's warfare, you know, where, we, where we're acting in the spirit. We're where, where activating what we learned in this building right here. And we're saying, I'm going to try it out there. Just like how the barracks is in, in, in military, you get trained up, you know, however long that period may be, six weeks, ten weeks, and then you put it to the test when you go out for battle. Instruction number four, our authority by the Holy Spirit. And this is in John 19, the last account of the four Gospels. John 20:19, Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Some good stuff. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Jesus is sending us. And so just like that same army mentality, he send, he's like, as my father has sent me, I am sending you. Receive the Holy Spirit. So, like if we're in this church and we're, he's saying, you know, okay, now you guys are equipped, get out there. And he gives us the Holy Spirit. That's like, that's like the sergeant giving the, the recruit or the whatever the first level of ministry is. But that's like him giving in the weapon, like, okay, you're ready? Here you go. Go. That's, that's, that's what Jesus is doing. He's saying, you're not going to be able to do this without the Holy Spirit. As my Father sent me, I'm sending you. It's your turn now. And Jesus did say that we will do greater things. It's because he was going to the Father, and he's given his church such an authority. He given them the Holy Spirit, the gospel. He's given them so much, and there's no excuse why we shouldn't just be obedient. Like I said, the success of a witness is not if somebody, somebody falls on their knees and repents. It's the obedience that you have because you don't know what God's going to do. He just wants to use us. You know, Dwight Moody said, you know, there's better preachers than I, but I know that God uses me. That's what Dwight Moody said. Founded a, founded a Bible college in 1888, still standing. Praise God. So, the authority was given to us. As he said, forgive anyone's their sins, they will be forgiven. Now, I want to go to Acts because this is where the active church goes. In Acts, in the, in the beginning, because it said that Luke wrote Acts because it's writing to Theophilus and the way the, his writing structure was about the same. So in verse 1, I'm going to start reading. I'm not going to read it all. But in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. There we go. So Jesus is ready to launch his church with these four instructions. Make disciples, preach the gospel, be a witness, and have the Holy Spirit. Try to eliminate these one things and see if Jesus is going to work as as best as you think. Because you can't have a church without making disciples, because what is it going to be, pew sitters? And if you don't make disciples, then there won't be anybody preaching up here except a guy that heard about God gossip. Oh, God is this, God is that. Okay, I'm going to make my own theology. Which is why I don't understand why there's so many different denominations that don't want to work with each other. Because it's the same God, same mission, same commission, we're, we're given instructions, so, it you know, why don't we work together? That's why I love the vision of Chicago for Jesus, because it's not just Metro Praise thing, let's go out. No, open to all churches. Here we are. Here we are. God, use us as the body of Christ as you intended, because you didn't see, because Peter and John traveled together. It's like they, didn't, they didn't separate. Okay, you go your way and my way like Moses. No. This is the body of Christ. I'm glad that, that we can sit here and, and go out together and invite other churches and watch it as it grows, because this is a movement rather than a church service. In Acts two seven, rather in two six, uh, one six. Sorry, they gathered around him and asked him, "Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel?" He said, "It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has sent by His own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Ju- Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth." So here we are. We're in Chicago. This is America. Praise God for our founding fathers to to keep keep Christ a, ch- a choice rather than a, a government because now we now we have the ability to preach on these street corners and have and have authority to drive out demons and, and heal the sick and all that the church is born in acts uh we just need to follow instructions because Stephen everybody anybody heard the story about Stephen in acts she did Stephen was a bold preacher he was he was a man of many miracles and wonders he was he was just empowered by God and though he was taken before the Sanhedrin to give claims to an accusation of him, he had the face of an angel. In, a, in, a, in the midst of opposition, like someone was going to, like, he was going before the authority there, but he knew that his authority is in Christ. So he goes there with the face of an angel, and he, he says, explains what exactly is true. This is who Jesus is in the Old Testament, this is who he is now, and what he came to do. And I'm just so encouraged because you go through Acts, you see the church alive, you see the church empowered. You, you, you see the conversion of Saul happen and Philip going to all these different towns. And it's just, and here we are as a church here in Chicago. We're not saying we're better than the church back then, but here, here's the thing. 2,000 years later, we're still in the same, we're doing the same thing they were doing in, in the year 1,000, doing the same thing they were doing in the year two, uh, 210. We're saying, hey, until Jesus comes back, we're here to say the same thing. Your sins can be forgiven. Because Chicago needs to know that before they start, majority of people are Catholic because of how they were raised. me, it's like Catholicism was part of Catholicism was part of my family, and if I wasn't, I was like I, I wasn't even considered you know equal because they, they looked down upon it like if you said you weren't Catholic. But here I am. I'm saying, you know what? Catholics, if you believe Jesus is the Son of God, so do I. Let's tell someone about his his saving grace. And y'all can stand with me as I as I get ready to close. Lailani can come to the keys. Through all history, you see the church, you see Philip, and and you see all these things. The Holy Spirit, you see the the preaching of the gospel, and all of us have the same potential. It's not like Jesus cut the cut the spirit flow off. He's still pouring out today. Well, all of, we just need to be as aware of it as it was back then, because we're still the church. We're still the gospel holders. How the church was spread. out. I have a couple of couple of things in history. I'm, I'm gonna try to rush through it, but, but in the year t- 210 AD, this guy Gregory, he was born into a pagan family. He went to school to study law and Greek, uh, and he and he also goes to further study to study pagan philosophy. But then his teacher converts him. Then he goes back and he and he he goes back to a town of 17 Christians. He becomes a bishop there, and and the word is that the whole. Most of the whole city converted to Christianity. He made a difference in his city. Anthony of Padua, known as the Hammer of Heretics in 1195 A.D. He was a miracle-working disciple, converted many heretics by his knowledge of Scripture and theology. He, he made it his goal to be the best preacher in his town, basically. He preached to thousands of people. more than He preached to more people than the United Center holds at one given time. He operated in the, in the supernatural and preached to, to so many people. That was... That was him of his time and Dwight Moody this man of God 1837 he was he was born and at the age of 18 he became a Christian uh, he started to help the homeless as a ministry then he became president of YMCA he ended out tracts over the city dedicated to street evangelism goes to New York gets he tries to raise funds because the church was burned in the Chicago fire he, and then he gets a revelation on the street the Lord's pouring out such a, such a thick presence upon his life that he's like, okay, I had enough. He goes to Chicago and says, social work is not the answer to change the world. It's preaching the kingdom of God. And then he goes on, he goes on to do more ministry, holds crusades and, and rents out big buildings to, to preach to many people. And he founded a school in 1888 that still stands today. You know, I believe that we we're the church of today. You know, these are just a couple of people out of a bucket of (laughs) a handful of thousands of Christians. But here we are today. We're commissioned. We're out to go with with these four instructions. We could do it. We don't have to try too hard. We just go out there and love our neighbors and know that, hey, I'm giving you something that I realized I needed. And once I got it, I'm giving it to you. All of us can be empowered. And there's no fear because in Matthew 28, he said he is with us to the very end of the age. So when you, when you speak today, you're speaking with him by your side. When you preach today, he's right there by your side. You're not alone. You're not, you're not there with your own two feet because where you stand is holy ground. And I'm believing that God is going to use an amazing way to move us from the inside out that streams of living water come from within us and that we don't say, oh, I don't wonder. No, we don't need to wonder. We just have to go. Just be obedient to whatever God speaks in our mind. Be open to what the Holy Spirit says. Can I get a couple of prayer workers up here? We're gonna come into a time of prayer real quick. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want you guys to come if you whether you're feeling fear, whether you're feeling like you need just a little dose of the Holy Ghost to, to get something fired up from within you. Whatever needs to be stirred up, whether you're feeling discouraged, whether you're feeling like you need more, whether you're you're questioning about today, whether you want just a just a new anointing, just a new fresh touch from God so that you could go out not on your own, not on your own passion, but by loving on a passion that goes by loving your neighbor. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, we exalt you today. Jesus, come and ignite something deep within us, God. Come and ignite something deep within us, Lord. Let us be encouraged, let us be fired up, God, to say that you are Lord, God, on the streets. It doesn't matter where we are, God, because wherever we go, you are with us.